Welcome to Love of the Links Radio. I'm here with Jordan Jones. What's going on, everybody? And this is Brendan Elliott. And just wanted to wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, we had originally planned on doing these daily. I think I said that in the last show. And I don't know if daily is going to be what we do. We might do bi-weekly. How's that sound? Uh, I think it may start off bi-weekly and as we kind of get into it and kind of learn what we're doing a little more, we may pick up the pace and put out a few more. Yeah, there. yeah, definitely. And we're on a lot of different platforms now. We're on uh, iTunes, finally. Uh, I'm not sure some of the other platforms, but we're on about at least seven or eight platforms oh, wow. now. Um, so people can pick us up on whatever we typically listen to podcasts on. Um, but again, Happy New Year. It's the first, first episode of the year. Jordan, how was your holidays? My holidays were great. I, uh, I got to spend a couple weeks up north in Connecticut with the family and friends, and uh, I always look forward to that every year. But uh, this year, for a change, I was actually kind of ready to come back about the day after Christmas. Really? Yeah. Um, there's really not much to do up there, but <laughs> it's definitely good to be back in the Sunshine State, and uh, I'm ready to get rolling. Obviously, you play no golf. No golf. I haven't touched a club in about two weeks until just the other day. Yeah, and I, I hit some pucks the other day when we... When I got back on the horse doing some lessons with the kids, and I got my butt kicked by uh, Brett and one of our students. It's a shocker. Yeah, shocker on that. <laughs> Those kids kill me on putting in and pitching and chipping. So anyway, uh, I haven't been playing, but we're going to play a skins game Monday. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I tried to do a little practice today, some short game. Didn't feel too bad, but the, the full swing definitely needs some work. Isn't it crazy how golf pros play very little golf? Doesn't make much sense, no, but no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are here in what we want to call maybe the new studio. Uh, I have a brand new mic. Uh, we got all the good setup in the uh, home office here. Uh, we got awards up on the wall and falling off the wall and hit me in my shin. Uh, so we're ready. We're ready to roll into 2019. I know the two of the previous shows that we did, we were talking about uh, what's to come in 2019. And uh, more, more focusing on the professional tours. And uh, here in the studio, Jordan, over my shoulder on the big screen, has the, the current standings on Saturday's round at the Tournament of Champions. What do we got? Gary Woodland is uh, still in the lead. Kevin Tway is falling up in second. And Ray McElroy is falling closely in third place, three strokes behind the leader and two strokes behind second. Nice. And Bryson DeChambeau and Mark Leishman. Round out the top five. You know, we never really brought up Leachman, I think, uh, in the last two episodes. But Which is kind of solid. Yeah, it's like, now seeing his name, it's funny that we have him because he was, his name was around quite a bit last year. And then we're looking here. Of course, these are all winners from 2018, but uh, we had Zan Shuffling on there too. And, you know, he, he's somebody that we should definitely be keeping an eye on. Uh, we just lost our connection here on the TV. There, it goes. there we go. So anyways, uh, one of the things we're going to do uh, is have different interviews as we get going. And I'm going to ask some of the listeners to start interacting with us. I just did a opened up an Instagram account for Love of the Links Radio. I don't have anything posted on it. Uh, we're going to set up a Facebook page. We have a email address now jordan i don't think i told you that it's love of the links at gmail.com cool so we're gonna any questions or comments or 
suggestions for guests uh, that you might have, you can send an email to loveofthelinks at gmail.com and we'll check that. Uh, just keep in mind, we could, we could pretty much pull quite a few people. Uh, obviously, the, the tour stars are going to be a lot more difficult to get, but we've got a pretty good network of people we know in the industry from manufacturers, from top teaching professionals. Um, it wouldn't, wouldn't be very difficult, in my mind at least, to get someone like David Ledbetter to do an interview with us or Annika Sorenstam or uh, even Mr. Nicholas. You know, he's been a judge for one of the things we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, our best peewee golf swing in the world video competition. Uh, he's been a judge. This is the fourth year we've had Mr. Nicholas. And, uh, that's pretty exciting to have him coming back the last three years now doing that with us. Yeah, it's always nice to uh, to see the videos that he puts out for us and just kind of supporting us. It's, it's really nice to see and it just shows how much he cares about keeping the game going and bringing new, fresh life into the game. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely still quite involved uh, with the game. You know, obviously not from a playing standpoint, although he did play in the PNC father's son a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I, I'm sure he enjoys that playing with his grandson. Uh, but he's definitely involved with course design and, and endorsements, a lot of endorsements that he does and charitable, uh, you know, organizations and contributions. He's he's still a big voice in the game, too. People really like to listen to Mr. Nicholas and what he has to say about certain topics within golf. Uh so our best peewee swing in the world video competition. This is our ninth year. I was going to say ninth annual. Ninth annual. So this was a an idea that I had with a gentleman by the name of Chris Wilson, who's the owner of the Little Scholar, which is an apparel and club company uh, based out of uh, originally Asheville, North Carolina, but now he's in Savannah, Georgia. And, and Chris and I have known each other for for about nine years now. Interesting. It was the first... First, one of the first projects that him and I worked on. And Time flies. Yeah, it really does. And you know, again, in this industry, that's it's pretty cool with the the types of people you get to meet and and the things you get to do. And this is one of the projects. It's one of my favorites. It's pretty cool to see all those videos, like you said. So this year, we're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to introduce a couple more age groups. So let me give you the premise of the whole uh, contest. Uh, reason behind it, and we've, we've actually had some uh, quite contentious emails from parents over the years about the whole idea of this contest and uh, misconstruing what this is all about. It's fun. Everything that we do with Linksters is about fun. It's about introducing kids to the game. And for every bad email we get, we get five or six great ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. On a couple phone calls already about a couple of people looking to enter into the contest and when can we enter our video? We've got it already. One one father asked if he could send me the video just to give it a look because him and his son are so excited. Yeah, it's and it's it's pretty cool. That it's kids from all over the world. Right. So so again, the original premise was to have fun, but also showcase uh, what's out there for talent. And we are just judging on swings. So obviously there's some great, great junior golfers out there that may not necessarily get the nod with the best swing. And we don't want anyone to think that because they don't have a textbook golf swing that they're not capable of shooting scores. That's definitely something that we're, we're not talking about here at all. This guy's swing is not textbook <laughs> at all. And it, it seems to work most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, we, the biggest thing for me originally when we started this nine years ago was to really showcase what's out there among the eight and unders. So the age groups were under three, three to four, five to six, and seven to eight. And that's where we stopped at the last eight years. So this year, though, we're doing uh, a nine to 10 age group and an 11 to 12 age group. So we wanted to get some of the alumni, the kids that uh, typically do this contest or some other stuff with us, and get them more involved. It's kind of going with our whole theme for 2019 of expanding our age groups and some of our offerings and things that we do. Uh, so the judges, we've had a lot of celebrity judges over the years from Gary Player. We've already mentioned Jack Nicholas, uh, Annika Sorenstam, uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, a lot of the LPGA uh, ladies, uh, Paul Creamer, Brittany Lindsacombe, um, Lydia Ko. We had Lydia Ko a few years ago. Some Golf Channel personalities. Yep. Uh, uh, Lauren Thompson, she'll be back this year. She's been she's been with us a couple times. Charlie Reimer's been a judge. Uh, we've had Hank Haney. Uh, we've had uh, Jim McLean, so a lot of the top instructors. Uh, and it, it, it's a really fun contest. Um, and it, it, it's something that the golf celebrities that we get, these celebrity judges, they actually get pretty pumped up about it and seeing what's out there. So, you know, it's not just showcasing what we already know uh, to the to the golf audience out there. It's, it's also showcasing, again, what we know to these celebrity judges. And they may change their thinking on what age is the right age to start kids in, in the game. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's always judges in the past that they – put out a video and oh these kids have better swings than i do yeah and a lot of times yeah that's true yeah and you know something else that we're going to do a little bit differently this year is we're going to do a, a special award in each age groups that we had mentioned before uh but for children with uh with special abilities and special needs uh and and kind of focusing our goals program which is talking about that, you know, basically this game is a game for everybody. So we're going to have a special prize in each age group for the kids uh, with uh, a great golf swing that may happen to have some kind of uh, special need. Um, that's really a big thing with one of our partners, Jordan Spieth, and uh, hopefully we'll get Jordan back in the mix. Here's the judges for, for this year. You ready? Ready. All right. So we've got uh, Mr. Nicholas. Uh, Jack Nicholas, we've got Lauren Thompson, we've got PGA uh, President Susie Alley. She's going to be a judge. Uh, who else do we got? We got Tom Reed. Tom Reed Tom is Reed. Yep, one of our pros from the UK. Uh, we have Michelle Holmes. She is a LPGA teaching professional up in the Carolinas, or excuse me, Virginia, I believe. Um, we have Zoe Allen. She is new judge this year. Uh, she's from Ireland, and we have a new judge from Italy. And forgive me, I can't remember her name right now. Um, I'm liking how we're getting judges from all around the world to help in the fact that we're getting swings from all around the world. Yeah, it, it was one of the things I really wanted to do this year is to uh, have people representing all the different parts of the world, as many as we can. Uh, Anna Daffin, she's the uh, judge from Italy. She's an LPGA teaching instructor from Italy. And we have one other uh, celebrity judge that hopefully will have confirmation from early next week. Not going to say his name now. Give you a couple hints. 
We had mentioned that Anna is a judge from Italy. This celebrity judge is also from Italy. There's clue number one. Clue number two, he's a major champion from 2018. Clue number three, he was a one of the hotshot all-stars for the uh, UK or for the European Ryder Cup squad. But we're not going to say his name. I think we've given <laughs> some good some good uh, clues there on who this celebrity judge might be. So if we can have uh, him join join in on fun. Something else that we change this year uh, with the test is typically we've ran it from uh, right around Thanksgiving on through to the week before the PJ Merchandise Show in Orlando. And we announce the winners at the PJ Merchandise Show this year. We're going to start the judging here, hopefully next week, once we get confirmation from, I almost said his name. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, we're going to start hopefully next week, and we're going to go on through to the last week of March. And we're going to uh, announce the winners on Master Sunday. And I'll do that live uh, a live stream on Facebook, um, probably Instagram too. From Savannah, Georgia, we'll be at, I'll be at the uh, Littlest Golfers headquarters. They're one of our partners for this contest, and uh, we'll do the live stream and announce the winners. So we'll do some promos from Augusta when I'm up there uh, during the practice rounds. We'll do some promos, maybe possibly I could get a video with Susie Wally, um, Mr. Nicholas. That would be nice. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Or this individual that I almost said his name again. Maybe I could get a video uh, with him since he is a major champion. Initials are, initials are F M. I just giving it away. <laughs> but we won't say his name. Okay. Um, so that's fun. That's one of the one of the highlights again of our year. Um, so moving on to a couple other topics. Uh, you know, it's it's a transition year for us. We mentioned we talked about this in the last episode. <coughs> Excuse me. Woo! Getting a little hoarse from mowing the lawn, Jordan. I actually <laughs> mowed the lawn yesterday, so that grass gets to me. Um, not that grass, but the weeds and the, the grass. Labor. Yeah. Um, so something we mentioned again. It's transition year. We're actually recording from my new office. I don't have the office that I had at the. Golf Academy of America anymore, um, but we're we're looking forward to some things, and I, I don't really want to talk too much on what we have planned for the Langsters because we have some exciting things potentially in in the works, and hopefully we'll get word tomorrow uh, on Sunday the sixth of really what direction we're going to go with Little Langsters with some really big things that hopefully we can announce on the next episode. So I'm super excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be. It's just it's just going to be some good stuff and big. And for anybody listening out there that's outside of the Central Florida area, maybe even outside the state of Florida, uh, it's it could be ever so much closer to us having programs programs all throughout the country. So uh, big deal for us, and we're we're super excited about that. It's uh, been the goal, yeah, always been the goal, and it's a little bit scary uh, for me as the guy that kind of got this rolling ten years ago. Um, I did want to mention, Jordan, I, I, I didn't want to frighten you as you came to the, into the studio that I have shorts on. Um, <laughs> but I, I just looked down and saw Blinded this. Blinded by the light. Yes, definitely. Um, but it is house, so I feel very relaxed at the house. I mean, <laughs> You know I never wear shorts outside of the house or on the golf course. I think I did once with you, and it was it was a big no-no. So, yeah, yeah, it was at our 100-hole marathon. 
Oh yeah, we did a comparison two years ago. Ouch. So, uh, what? Anything else you want to add, Jordan? This is just going to be, you know, a short episode to just say hey to everybody. I just I would like to add, like we were talking. I went away on vacation. Um, one uh, special message that I got while I was gone from one of our regular course students, Jackson's mom. Yeah. They had a huge <laughs> surprise for him for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had started building a putting green in their backyard, and they told him it was a garden so yep. that he wouldn't know. Well, Christmas morning, they let him go out and see what it was, and I got. they sent me a video, and it was the greatest thing that I could have ever seen while I was gone. Yeah, you know what? When we get our Facebook page up for the show, we're going we're gonna to get that video from Stacy and post that. I sent her a comment. Uh, when they, she posted it on Facebook that said, and no joke, literally, I watched that video at least 20 times. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I watched it a couple times last night. Yeah, and it made me feel good because actually there was a video uh, prior to Christmas of Jackson uh, at the last time you guys <laughs> had PGA Junior League offseason at the Golf Academy uh, making the death pot. We'll put that on the Facebook page, too. If you can't tell, Jackson really likes to putt. Yes. He, he may be the best putter in the history of golf, and he's, what, six? Yeah. <laughs> so he, he's pretty good, and his sister's pretty good, too. She's coming up. She could catch up pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was pretty cool to see that. Um, anything exciting that you got for Christmas golf-wise? Um, golf-wise, not really. I mean, the necessities, some balls, tees. Always nice to get the little things and not have to worry about those. Kind of stock up the bag and mm-hmm. be ready to go for the 2019 season. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of trying to play a little bit more, <coughs> at least early in the season. You know how resolutions go. Yeah. Um, looking forward to seeing what these changes kind of bring for us at Little Inksters and yeah. what comes next. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, you know, like you had mentioned before, it was always the goal to get to this point and. I'm not going to put the cart before the horse here, but I have a pretty good feeling about the direction uh, that this could potentially go. So it's it's pretty cool and pretty exciting. And as you can tell, I really want to talk about this to people. Be, uh, and before we sign off, I just do want to remind everybody, remember we are a nonprofit organization. So any donations or sponsorship opportunities that you may know about, send us an email, links at gmail.com. Yep. And, uh, check out littlelangsters.com and really dive in there if you have any questions about what it is that we actually do, what we offer. Uh, we will be having, for those that are local that may be listening to this, we're going to be posting registration here very, very soon for PGA Junior League season. Uh, actually getting rolling with that much, much earlier than we've done in the past. Um, PGA Junior Camps, we get that stuff loaded up on the website. That's always a good time. And guess who might be out there teaching at PGA Junior Camps this summer? Oh, my goodness. The yeah. legend himself. Yep. The uh, the uh, Bigfoot will be seen on the golf course <laughs> quite a bit going forward. Uh, so it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a lot of – I want to have a lot of interaction with this. And I know this is true for you too, Jordan. So – that's why I'm trying to put this social media stuff up with the Facebook page and with the, we'll get a Twitter account. We'll put the Instagram up. We want you guys to share stuff with us and let us know what topics you want to talk about. Pretty soon, once we get the hang of all this, we'll start having, uh, you know, a call in, maybe a call in line or where people can call in and 
or at least, you know, at the very least, send us questions through email. And we'll address those. Could be anything. The full gamut of what golf offers could be tips on putting, short game, full swing. It could be rule stuff. It could be your thoughts on Tiger Woods. You know, I like Tiger Woods, but you may not like Tiger Woods. So maybe we could discuss civilly uh, about Tiger Woods. Yeah, I'd like that. All right. So before we sign off again, love of the links at gmail.com. Again, that's love of the links at gmail.com. Uh, love of the links on Instagram. Uh, we'll have the Facebook page going up pretty soon. If you want to follow Jordan on social, Jordan. Coach Jordan Lashoons on Facebook and Lashoons J on Instagram. And you can find me at Brendan Elliott on Facebook. We're uh, all Little Linksters on Instagram, Little Linksters on Twitter. Don't do the Twitter thing all that much anymore, but Instagram definitely. Uh, and again, littlelinksters.com. So uh, that's it, I think, for this episode. Anything else? I uh, hope everybody had a great new year with their family and friends, and I'm looking forward to a great year. Awesome. We'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Take care. All right. Love of the links. We're back again. This is Brennan Elliott, PJ Professional with Jordan Shoons. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to talk more instruction-based this week, but we do want to give a shout-out to local boy Matt Kuchar. <laughs> Cooch With the big W in Hawaii. Uh, that was quite a performance. Actually, there's quite a few good performances in the Hawaii swing, uh, but, but Cooch is somebody... I don't know if we talked about him yet. But it's nice to see him get off to a quick start this year. Yeah, because he's, he's always the kind of guy that's just right there, but not always getting the Ws. Right. So I think this could be the start of big things this season for him. You he's, know, He's just such a great like great person, and even in defeat or victory, he's, just, he's always the same. He's so well held. He holds himself to a very high standard. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's funny, too. What was it? Was it last fall? He won some event, and uh, I think his his son was one of his kids was up at the the mics with him after the, with the during the press conference after he won, and and somebody asked him about not winning in a while or something, and he goes suck it <laughs> or something like that. Well, you can pull up the clip on there, but it was funny and it was it's just that, that you don't expect that from a golfer in an interview. Yeah. We do in, like, WWE or something. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, good job, Matt Cooch, who was uh, born and raised in Central Florida here. Um, so that was a cool win. I know JD that does a lot of the – did the club repair at school and taught you. And yeah. He's a legend in this area. Uh, he knows Cooch pretty well and did That's work right. on his clubs and I stuff. I remember him telling stories. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. I showed up today uh, in this new life that I have again. Uh, without being constrained to a nine to five, uh, and I came to the golf course early in the morning. My one of my new students, there was a misunderstanding, thought I was going to have a lesson at nine. Uh, we're going to start that in a couple weeks, but I'm like, well, hell, I'm here. I never hit golf balls, and I text you, Jordan, that I'm going to go to the back of the range and hit some balls. And what was my reaction? It, it was the, shocked. The shock emoji. <laughs> I've never figured that emoji out either. The ones with the hands on the face and like the cold head or something. Is that what that looks like? Kind of. <laughs> so yeah, I hit some balls and we had mentioned this last week that PGA golf pros and golf instructors typically don't play very much. Most of them. 
There's right. some that do that have, you know, always been good players, but there's quite a few of us that have to work hard to keep our games up. And, and it's not like when we're giving lessons that we can't, you know, show the right technique and, and apply it. Um, it's just that we just don't get out on the golf course very much. Right. So it was it was cool hitting balls this, this morning. It's it's funny because people always say once once we tell them that we're golf instructors and whatnot, oh you must be really good at golf. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean a lot of times we are pretty good, but people don't understand that we really don't get a lot of time to practice because we are coaching our students. Mm-hmm. And I've made it a point already for this year in 2019 to really try to start practicing a little more for myself and playing a little more for myself. And it's definitely off to a good start. I got to play 18 holes with you and Coach Alex last Monday, which went really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up playing nine holes with a, a high schooler that I was helping last week on Wednesday. Um, just kind of helped him on the range and he wanted to go out and play a few holes. So we went out and played some holes. And mm-hmm. I'm just really trying to force myself to go out and practice and play more. And it's, it's already showing in my game. Yeah, and I, uh, I was not as shocked of how you played last week, um, but more so how sh- I was shocked how I played. Yeah. Um, for me to go out and break 80 is, I'm usually right around there, you know, 84 to 78-ish. Right. But to go out there and not struggle so bad actually the first i was gonna say the first few holes it wasn't really struggle but you knew you could have done a little better so yeah you knew that score could have been even a little lower Mm -hmm. but a 77 i'll take it when i never practice right and it it was kind of the same for for all of us we were we weren't playing terrible but we were also just making bogey a bogey here or there when it should have been a par Mm -hmm. and those you don't realize it, but they add up. I mean, I ended up shooting a 74, and that was with an eagle and three birdies. Mm-hmm. So it just shows to how many kind of scattered bogeys were in there that you don't really realize until the round's over. Yeah, and, th- and that kind of goes to what I wanted to talk about today, what we talked about before we started uh, this podcast. Um, golf, and, and people know this, but golf is so largely about two things in my mind. Routine or finding a good routine and your state of mind. So how, how many times does the average golfer, regardless of what their handicap is, they go out there and start bad? Uh, you, you know what the result's gonna be in most cases. Well, it, I was gonna say in most cases, because that's actually, I have an example of that yesterday. Um, during our PGA Junior League off-season practice, we had a, a young boy, Easton, who was really struggling with his chipping when mm-hmm. we were practicing chipping. And he kind of, he really had a rough go at it, and he kind of broke down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Dad kind of talked to him, and we talked to him, and I fixed one thing with his grip, and we went over and did some full swing before we hit the course, and it was like he was a completely new kid once we fixed his, his grip. Because we fixed something, he stopped thinking about how bad he did chipping, and mm-hmm. he just started swinging the club, and he he hit the ball really well yesterday. Yeah, and, and, and that's a good example of, you know, state of mind still. And I guess I, I'll, I'll take a couple of steps back. I had talked about, or I had mentioned, starting off bad in a round of golf. If you can catch yourself or you can go back to fundamentals, because really everything goes back to fundamentals, posture, grip, alignment. Um, but from a state of mind, you, you can fix those things pretty quick. And it could be something so small, you know. Right. No, yeah, I, I catch myself all the time uh, if I hit a bad shot and I happen to have somebody 
that filmed it on the range or out on the course, I noticed, oh, my, my alignment was off or my posture was off. And it's, you don't really, you can't really feel that mm-hmm. when you're, you're swinging and you're kind of working on something else, but it's, it's nice to see that on film and then be able to go back and change that one little thing and hit three golf balls again and you're fixed. Mm-hmm. And what, what was the thing you were talking to me about before we started recording about one of our students? Uh, as I got here to get set up for some lessons yesterday, one of our students was on the range practicing, our student friend, and she was really struggling. And Dad actually, as I was getting there, was walking past the practice green and said that he was fired. <laughs> so he he just went over and sat down over by the clubhouse. So once I set up, I went over to see Bryn and kind of just w- wanted to talk to her quick and tell her what I was seeing. And I just told her one one little thing. I told her she just needed to slow down a little bit and focus on getting through the ball. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched about five shots and told her I'd leave her alone. Went back over to talk to Dad, and we were looking, and all of a sudden she's swinging nice, smooth tempo down through the ball, getting through that golf ball, and she hit probably a good ten shots in a row exactly how she wanted to. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you guys were away from the situation. We were letting so. her figure it out. Once mm-hmm. we kind of told her... We wanted getting away from her so she wasn't hearing it over and over again, mm-hmm. letting her kind of just work it out on her own. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about that on the way here, being that I um, was going to have a new student today. And one of the things I talk about early early on with a student that's just starting to work with me is, is I'm trying to teach you to understand your game so you can get to the point where you can figure stuff out when the wheels start to fall off, you know, because it, it's much better for someone to be able to do that themselves, especially a kid, than to have mom or dad that may not be as involved in the lessons or what's going on with the coach during a, a practice session and have that student be able to take a step back and say, okay, this is what Coach Brendan or Coach Jordan and I were talking about the last time we got together and then fix it. Right. And I think that's helped. Brenton, for sure, that's helped her a ton, is she's able to understand what her tendencies are. And it also goes back to talking about Brenton and Brenton. What do those two do more than a lot of any of our other students? Practice. Practice. They're, mm-hmm. They are out here at the golf course all the time. And if they're not here at the golf course, they're out in their front yard. It, it was funny. I played with Jaden, one of our students, last weekend, and his mom was joking around with him to watch Breton's uh, Instagram profile because she posts almost every day her doing something golf related. Yep. And I I know kids are busy. I know as a parent that we're busy, the kids are busy, so getting to the golf course every day might be difficult, but you you don't have to necessarily do a practice session at the golf course. You can do it, you know, at home on rolling putts on the rug. Breton's constantly hitting off of, into a net at home off of her uh, impact board or she's putting inside she's or e- even using her orange whip trainer mm-hmm. just constantly working on her swing and that's why she's progressing as as quickly as she is and now she does if you ask her she doesn't think she's progressing that quickly yeah, but. but like you were saying look at her instagram from the other day her pitch shots she was sticking right next to the hole mm-hmm. yep and you know as you say that i was thinking about my lesson with Jaden yesterday he was struggling at the golf course last weekend with those short shots and I think a lot of people struggle with that because uh, pitch shots chip shots it's not 
it's not a you know a scale down of the full swing it's there's it's, no set size swing for a pitch shot right it's all feel yeah and, and the only way you can find that feel is by doing it over and over and over again and for someone that doesn't practice like him he can get it which he did that we were working on pitches which is his chips he did okay but pitching is more something that he takes it too far inside he thinks it's a mini full swing and i said no you gotta get that club up hinge it as you go back and then turn the body through and then he finally started to get it but i know what's going to happen he's not going to touch a club again for the next week yeah he may hit some putts on his putting <laughs> arena at home but and so we're going to have to relearn it and you know the frustration isn't just something that he's going to have. It's going to be on, on our side, too, as the instructors. Of we, we want them to be successful. Yeah. So practice is important, and routines are important. And, you know, when the wheels start falling off on the golf course, like they do for everybody, it's usually you get thinking too much or you get moving too fast because emotions are playing into it. But that's what routines are about. It keeps you in check. Right. I feel like whenever any golfer really out on the golf course starts to struggle, they're always, they always immediately go too technical with what's wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of, like we were saying before, going back to just the basics mm -hmm. and just, okay, something's wrong. Let's go all the way back to the basics and see if that fix it, fixes yeah. it before we get technical with ourselves. Because once you start getting technical with yourself on the golf course, that round is over. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, if somebody... We've all got phones in our hands now. I guarantee you, we'll start falling off. Prop your phone up on the on the back of the cart or on your bag or something, and take a video of your next swing on the on the course, if it's a recreational round, of course, and take it from down the line and face on. And you can see that it's probably something with posture. You're lined up wrong, and, and people don't get that. I mean, you get it, Jordan. I get it, but your alignment is a massive thing and people play that down that it's not a big deal your, well it is it, your alignment changes everything in the swing because your path depends on your alignment mm -hmm. so yep. if your alignment is off your path is going to be off and you're not going to hit the shot you want because your brain sees the target and tries to get that club to, to go where it's supposed to go but if your feet are pointing 50 yards to the right 50 yards to the left you're going to have to make the movements to try to correct it, and it's going to put you in an awful situation. So I've got a question for you. We've mm -hmm. been talking a lot about the grip, aim, and posture, and setup. What would be your go-to drill for grip, aim, setup? Well, for grip, I go back to one of the first books my dad gave me. Uh, it, the, the entire book was full of illustrations. Remember those old books like Hogan's book, Five Fundamentals? Uh, this one was by Gabe Brewer, and it had a bunch of visuals, okay? And for grip, two things that, that most amateurs do wrong with the grip. They don't identify where the V's, and the V is just your pointer, pointer finger and your thumb, where when you put those onto the club, those V's need to point just right of your chin or to over your right shoulder for, for right-handed golfers and the opposite for left-handed. And, you know, Brenton's a great example of this. She gets too her left hand too much underneath the club, or excuse me, her right hand too much underneath the club. So that's strong right hand that flips the club shut 
impact. You need those V's when you put them on the club. One, to go over the right shoulder for right-handed golfers, but two, they need to match up. You can't get those V's going in opposite directions because that's a recipe for disaster. The other thing with the grip is how hard you're gripping the club. You grip it too hard, which a lot of people do, it brings tension up the arms, into the shoulders, you get those rounded shoulders, and it causes, it, you can't get fluid through the swing. Right. So, and I tell kids all the time, and Bryn laughs when I tell her this, but it's like you're holding a bird. This goes way back to the 40s and 50s. Holding a bird not too, not too strong, like you're gonna choke him to death, and not too light that he flies away. That's the pressure you're looking for. So that's grip. I'm gonna ask you this after we get done, and you're, I'm probably stealing yours, but for alignment, I have to visualize railroad tracks. I struggle with alignment. Yep. Because people need an extra set of eyes. So your, your, your toe line, your knees, your hips, your shoulders need to be parallel left of your target line. And then what's the target line? The target line is an imaginary line that goes from behind the club face, through the club face, to your target. And the target, a lot of times, may not necessarily be the flagstick or the 150-yard marker, okay? So you have to have that line, the target line, and your toe line parallel. If they get out of whack, just like with the grips, the Vs on the grip, that that causes a lot of problems. Right. And then posture. Posture is easy. You just stand with your feet together, okay? Then spread them out shoulder width apart, bend forward from the hips, okay? not from the upper part of the chest. The chest has to stay high, so you're bending forward from the hips. And again, everybody struggles. I struggle with this because of physical fitness. It's not there. I'm a big boy, <laughs> so you know those types of things are factors. Right. So that's the basics for me, how I try to present yeah, them to people. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, um, I'll go with, with the grip. I completely agree. Um, I kind of learned more so more the the back ear your for a righty the right ear mm -hmm. um where your v's are going to point um and it's also like you said where the grip is in your hands uh the left hand you normally want it in the pads of your hands and then mm -hmm. in, in the right hand it's in the fingers because what a lot of people don't understand is when you're swinging the golf club a lot of the work is done with your non-dominant hand right yes. so for a righty golfer it's the glove hand the left hand mm -hmm. the right hand's really just there to guide the club right um, and that's something that a lot of our kids don't really understand either and that we've been trying to really push recently. Um, and it seems to have been helping. Um, but as far as alignment, I completely agree with the railroad track because that's what helps me too. And I, I constantly struggle with alignment. Um, mm -hmm. It's not always with my, my feet. A lot of times it might be my shoulders compared to my feet. Um, so what I, I tend to do is I tend to actually step back behind the ball, mm -hmm. pick, see my target, and I draw a line back, like you said, and I pick something a little closer to where my ball is. And I like to line up my club to that target and then set my feet. Okay. Um, I yeah. kind of do it backwards, but it's, it's what helps me the most. That way I know my club is aiming at the target I want it to. Now mm -hmm. I just have to make my feet parallel to that club. Right. And then make sure my shoulders and hips are also parallel as well. Now, and when you say that, and when I was talking about alignment too, that's for your standard stock straight shot. Right. Obviously, we know setup plays a big part, and if you're trying to work the ball one way or the other. Right. Okay. And yep. what's, what's your uh, posture? Uh, for posture, it's it's really the same. I, I tend to 
get set, I stand up, and I, if I have to, I take a club or a stick and just push my hips back a little bit. And that seems to really help with the kids because when you tell the kids to get in their posture, they, they immediately bend from the chest. Yep. Uh, so a lot of times it's just having them work on taking that club, pushing back on their hips, and then also working on a turn drill so that they can stay in that posture. Right. Um, because a lot of kids tend, they'll get in that posture, but as soon as they start bringing that club Lose back, yep. they stand straight up. Yep. And they wonder why they're hitting the, a chunk or they're hitting a thin. And all it takes is taking a quick video of their swing and showing them, and they're like, whoa, I stood way up. Mm -hmm. And then it's easy for them to start working on staying through the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's funny. It always goes back to the grip aim and setup, but every time that you do go back to it, our students immediately get a lot happier because they start hitting the ball well again and they, and they smile and they laugh and they won't look at you because <laughs> they can't let you know you were right right of course um and then if it's a parent trying to fix that forget it <laughs> you know i mean i people people ask why my kids don't play golf because they're my kids <laughs> right and dad's tried to teach them how to play golf so i know how that parent child thing goes um, but yeah, I mean, it always goes back to fundamentals, the pros. And I try to tell this to our, you know, the kids I work with the same thing. The pros always go back to fundamentals too. It's usually alignment. Usually alignment's the big thing that they, that they struggle with. Posture is a big thing. You always, you know, where the club is going back, Justin Thomas does that quite a bit where he's checking his position halfway back and seeing where the club is and, uh, especially for the shorter shots, I'm seeing that a lot with the with the wedges, right? Because they hit a lot of wedges in a round. And, that they do, and that that's their scoring. I mean, that's where they're winning tournaments is is those shots. So they'll go two or three waggles going back and checking where the position of that club is. But I'm sure they're looking down at their toes and their knees and trying to get a good feel of where everything is in alignment. And right. it's, again, just basics that's all it really is and something we tell the kids quite a bit too is when we are working on these things and they go that that's uncomfortable good because mm -hmm. if it's uncomfortable it means we're changing something right and if it's not uncomfortable then are we really changing anything because if they're comfortable they're just going to keep doing that comfortable swing mm -hmm. so it's, it's getting them out of their comfort zone and showing them that sometimes you have to get out of that comfort zone to get better mm-hmm and, and again, I, I've just said a few seconds ago, but the the pros will agree. They'll they'll say the same things. They they get comfortable with something that may not technically be right, and they struggle for a couple of weeks until they you know re refine that the proper fundamentals again. Right. So I I don't know if if you have any you know quick final thoughts for the average golfer that's listening or for any kids that are tuning in? Uh, I would just, obviously we focused a lot on the, the grip aim and setup today. So if you're looking to practice, just go out and work on that. Whether it's on your full swing, your putting, your chipping, your pitching, focus on your grip aim and setup first mm -hmm. and then work from there. Yeah. And use video, use your phones, record there, as much there's as always somebody around the course. If you're you're out there practicing alone, ask ask the person next to you on the range quick. Hey, can you take a video of my swing real quick? Mm -hmm. Most most people out there have no problem. And there's a lot of products out there too now that you can get, you know, holders that clip onto an alignment stick and you can just stick the alignment stick in the ground and your phone's held on that on that alignment stick. You can prop it up against the cart, up against your bag. Um, and, and you want it. You want to get, like I said earlier, you want to get into that mindset of knowing what your tendencies are. 
I know what my tendencies are, and I don't practice or play very much, but I know what my tendencies are. You know what I yours know what mine are. are. Just but as we were out on the range, I get a little quick, and that changes my swing completely. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to make sure that I'm working on my tempo, and keeping a nice smooth tempo. Every time I keep that tempo, I make great contact. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it shows in my scoring every time. So golf is hard. Golf is hard indeed. But it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it can be easy if you just know what to look for and know what to practice and keep keep your head on your shoulders too. Don't get too worked up because it is a game. My dad used to always have a saying. <laughs> a, a bad day on the golf course is always better than any day at work. This is true unless you do golf for a living. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Didn't think about it until... Start doing, but for, but, for, but for most people, where it's a recreational thing, that absolutely is a great thing to to take into into account. All right, so Jordan, thank you, thank you, Coach Brendan. It's been a pleasure as always. Yep, and One. we'll. Uh, if you got any questions, and I really want to try to push this out there more, I uh, the last episode I talked about our Facebook page that I was going to start. It's up. Uh, not too much content. Our Instagram. I'm trying to put some funny you know, memes and stuff out there to get people and engage with people. But definitely, if you have questions for us, um, give us, shoot us an email at loveofthelinks at gmail.com. Uh, insert, direct message us on Instagram. Um, send us a message on our Facebook page, Love of the Links. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again, guys. See you next time. Thank you.